Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Wednesday, Hump Day. This is your go-to for Hot Liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Don't forget to check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. Tons of fun stuff up there on my Instagram. All kinds of things about this show, clips about this show, notifications about this show. Also great fun photos and all kinds of fun stuff up on my Insta. On Twitter and through social, I am at Monica Crowley. All kinds of fun stuff up on those accounts too. You can send me an email. Because via email, I am at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. I'm getting a ton of your emails. I appreciate them all. Thank you so much. I see them all. I read them all. I might read yours on the air, but I can't unless you send me one. All right. We've got, I'm looking toward the end of the year here, and I think we just have about two more weeks until the end of the year, which is crazy. Time is flying, guys. Just try to enjoy every minute of your life because time is just woo, going really fast. But we are, I, I'm looking and planning at the next two weeks through January 1st for this show. And we have some spectacular, and I mean spectacular, shows coming up, including a very long an extensive interview with Dr. Robert Malone, who is one of the co-inventors of the mRNA technology that they use for the COVID shots. He was thrown off of Twitter, suspended for a long time because he dared to come out and tell the truth and talk about how his life's work on this mRNA technology was being warped for these vaccines and the fallout from it and the dangers from it. So he was thrown off Twitter, and just the other day, guess what? Elon restored his account 
along with Peter McCullough, another uh, tremendous doctor, very brave, a renowned cardiologist. So the real doctors are now back on Twitter. So we will hear the truth. But I'm going to have a long, extensive interview with Dr. Malone coming up next week. You're not going to want to miss this. I promise you this is going to be very revealing and very important. We've got a number of other really fun and important things coming up over the next couple of weeks. I'm telling you, this is going to be blockbuster Monica Crowley podcast programming. You're not going to want to miss it. Tell all of your friends. You don't want FOMO, fear of missing out, right? So get on board, get all your friends and family on board the Monica Crowley podcast. Okay, um, today I want to deal with the crypto fraud, Sam Bankman Freed, and the bigger meaning of what's going down with this. This is a lot bigger than just one guy. It's, it is a lot bigger than just the esoterica of cryptocurrency and the blockchain and all this other like uh, really obtuse stuff related to crypto. It is so much bigger than that. And I really want to get into this because it's a tell. It's a tell for the time that we are in and the enemies that we are facing. The webs of deception are everywhere and they are wide. We're going to get into it. Also today, in just a couple of minutes, we are going to talk with the great Harmeet Dillon, who is running to be RNC chair. We desperately need a change of leadership there. And Harmeet would be perfect She is a fighter. She's brilliant. She gets it. She's not in on it. She is going to be here. And I can't wait to to speak with her because she is absolutely phenomenal. If we have time today, I want to get to some stuff on the border. Um, The border completely out of control and getting worse. Title 42 is set to be lifted next week. You have tens and tens and tens of thousands of people now massing on the southern border. They're streaming across anyway. But a lot of them are also waiting for Title 42 to be lifted next week. And so if you think what's going on now is bad, just wait. Just wait. If we have time, I want to get to some aspects of that. And we will continue to cover it. Also, by the way, I just want to say that Musk, you know, the other day how Musk tweeted that his pronouns were, uh, (laughs) he tweeted my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. And then the Hodge twins, who are phenomenal, very funny, very smart. If you're not following them, follow them because they are fantastic. They replied to that and they said, let me guess, you found messages between Twitter execs and our government, Fauci and team, pushing for censorship of anyone that didn't go along with their narrative on COVID. And Musk replied to them with an image of a uh, championship cup. So more on that is coming. And when that hits, this show is going to be lit because I have a ton of things I want to say about that. So stay tuned. The next couple of weeks here on this show, I'm telling you, they're just going to blow the doors off. All right. First up, the Monica Memo. I want you to keep two things in mind, not just on this particular show uh, that we're going to do today. But keep it in mind throughout the Monica podcast as you listen going forward, and also as you just listen to the news or you're on social media or you're just living your life, I want you to keep two things in mind. Number one, the left, the communists, are in a constant state of conspiracy. 
and then acting on their constant state of conspiracy. So whether it's on the economy or on the border or on the COVID stuff, the power and control, it is all, they've got like a million conspiracies all going at the same time. You know how like they will use as a cudgel against us, they will use, uh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You know, they, they, they just sort of swing that as an ax to try to dismiss you, delegitimize you and dismiss everything that you're saying. Mock it. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Everything that you're saying is a conspiracy theory. You're a conspiracy queen. It's a smear. And, you know, the, the old saying used to be just like earlier this year, last year, the old saying was the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth is about six months. Now, the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth is about six days, maybe six hours. I don't know, but it's closing in. Everything that we have talked about, about what the left, the communists have done, what the transnational organizations like the World Economic Forum, the Schwabies, uh, the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, the Gates Foundation, all of this. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's all coming out as true. And what Musk is now going to expose, he's exposed so much with regard to Trump and the internal workings of Twitter on censorship and regulating the public discourse. But what he's going to do now on COVID, exposing Fauci, Burks, the rest of them, how they were undermining Trump during an unprecedented crisis, and, and the whole thing, all of the lies, the web of deception is just, it's being exposed. And like I said, guys, you know, we're in a spiritual war. This is all a spiritual battle. So God uses all kinds of people, including very imperfect people. We're all imperfect, okay? But he uses some very imperfect people, whether it's Donald Trump, Elon Musk, whatever. He puts people into certain places and gives them a platform for a reason. So I want you to to keep that in mind as well as we're seeing all of this exposure. You know, the, the big enemy... The evil enemy does not like to be exposed. He is the great deceiver. So when you have his deceptions being exposed like this, it becomes a very dangerous moment for the world. Okay. So keep that in mind that the left, which is a tool of the big enemy, the left is always in a constant state of conspiracy, thinking of new and creative ways to destroy the country and human liberty. Okay. So keep that in mind. That's number one. Number two to always keep in mind is that corruption is almost always incestuous. Corruption is almost always incestuous. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. There's that word again, deception, deceive. Again, spiritual battle. So let's now get into Sam Bankman-Fried as, as I framed it with how corruption is run, and how the left is in a constant state of conspiracy, okay? Sam Bankman-Fried, the FTX crypto fraud, is an arch-villain and an alleged mega-criminal, having misappropriated and lost tens of billions of dollars in a giant Ponzi scheme, which he had leveraged to become the Democrats' number two donor, behind only George Soros. Okay. Now, you know, when they arrested him in the Bahamas and charges were read in the Southern District of New York yesterday against him, and they went to great pains to say he was also being brought up on charges of 
uh, political contributions that were way out of the legal realm. And they, they went to pains to say it was bipartisan, that these were bipartisan political contributions. Keep in mind that he spent tens and tens of millions of dollars on the Democrats, and he gave Republican candidates about five bucks. I'm exaggerating, but not by much. Okay, this is how he covered his butt by giving like five bucks to a Republican candidate or two and tens and tens of millions to the Democrats. That's how he was like claiming that he was bipartisan. It was all a ruse. Again, deception, deception. Also keep in mind that he started this FTX corporation. People assume, oh, this company was doing business for a really long time, right? At least like five years, six years. No, he started this company in 2019 conveniently one year before the 2020 election. And so for that 2020 election cycle, he wanted to be up and running with this massive alleged money laundering scheme in order to pump an unprecedented amount of money into Democratic candidates, including the Biden campaign. So it can be argued that this entire scam was stood up for the sole purpose of laundering money and pumping it into the Democrats. Remember, both of his parents, his father and his mother, are big Democratic operatives. Big Democratic operatives. So he comes out of that sort of familial structure of standing up an organization and then generating money in all kinds of ways to pump into the system via third parties, via think tanks, direct uh, contributions, you name it. So none of this is a coincidence, guys. Like I said, the left is in a constant state of conspiracy. And as I said, corruption is almost always incestuous. So he's got the two parents who are Democratic operatives. He stands this up. He is working with them, generating all of this money, enlisting all kinds of celebrities from Tom Brady and Giselle to Larry David to you name it, to get on board and start creating this edifice of a legit company. One of the big tells of a fraud is slapping your name on a stadium. And we had the FTX stadium. Remember Enron Field? Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl ads complete with Larry David, who also, the script, and uh, Sam Bankman-Fried had to approve this script, right? But the script had a giant tell, There's Larry David, who is famously a New York cynic. And in the Super Bowl ad, which ran just in January of this year, Larry David is being talked into crypto and FTX, and he goes, "Eh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. Seems like a scam to me. Something like that. I mean, they always tell you who they are, what they believe, what they're doing, and what they intend to do. That's just... Them's the facts about the left because they have no fear. And the reason they have no fear is because they have the protection of the regime and the propaganda press. Very straightforward when you put it all together, right? Very straightforward. All right, let's hit a quick break. When we come back, I want to continue on with Sam Bankman-Fried and tease this out more because the reason you come to this show, apart from my wit and charm and brilliance, 
is because we put together all of the pieces of the puzzle from the 30,000 foot level without getting into the arcana here of crypto and what he was doing, not doing. No, I am going to tell you when we come back exactly the bigger picture and how it all fits as I just started to do. All right, so sit tight when we come back. More on this, plus a little later in the show, Harmeet Dillon on the RNC and the future of the GOP, plus your emails. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right. Welcome back. So we began by talking about and and setting the stage for this crypto fraud, Sam Bankman-Fried. And as I said, we're, we're setting this fraud into a much bigger picture of the left and the left's maneuverings to destroy the country. And they need all the help that they can get in order to do that. And they need a lot of money to do that as well. Enter Sam Bankman-Fried, SBF, and his FTX crypto fraud. Okay. So as I began to tell you, he created this giant Ponzi scheme, which he had leveraged to become the Democrats' number two donor only behind George Soros. That's how big he was and how protected he was. He bought off the Democratic Party. He bought off the regulators, including old Maxine Waters and the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, who just happened to teach at MIT with, drumroll please, the father of SBF's business partner and sometime girlfriend, Carolyn Ellison. Carolyn Ellison is this like little slip of a girl She's been photographed on video, like wearing this orange skirt and ginormous glasses. So the girl in the orange skirt and giant glasses, her father taught at MIT with the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler. What did I say at the top of the show? Corruption is almost always incestuous. Furthermore, 
the girl in the orange skirt and huge glasses, her mother is also a lecturer at MIT and was there with Gary Gensler as well. This morning, Maria Bartiromo was reporting, and other people have been reporting this as well, that Gary Gensler, who again is supposed to oversee all of this, that regulators didn't catch any of this. Why? Well, number one, they were all bought off. Number two, SBF like schmoozed all of them. And number three, they're all ideologically on the same page. I guarantee you, we will eventually find out that they all knew that this was a scam, what was going on here, but because it was in service of the left and the Democrats and Joe Biden against Donald Trump, they all look the other way. I guarantee you. Come on. Nobody here is naive. We all know how the real world works. Gary Gensler, who is the chief regulator for this kind of stuff in the country, was reported by Maria and others this morning that... Uh, his public schedule and public calendar, and let me just take a step back on this. When you are in these high government positions, like I was at, at the Treasury Department, Secretary Mnuchin had a public calendar and a public schedule. So we would put out at the start of each week or at the end of each week, looking forward to the next week, we would put out a public schedule for the principal. So Secretary Mnuchin's public schedule, he's going to go testify to the House Financial Services Committee on Tuesday at 9 a.m., whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's a public schedule. The calendar for these people is something that's released you know, it's up to the principal, but they could release it every month. They could release it every quarter. Secretary Mnuchin used to release his public calendar every quarter. So every three months, we would release, looking back, his previous three months. And that public calendar has to do not just with like public testimony or, you know, a public interview on, say, Fox Business, but it would also include all of his meetings, and all of his phone calls. Not the private stuff, like if the secretary picked up the phone and called his kid in college, that didn't go on the schedule. But if he picked up the phone and called the president, that was on the schedule. If he called uh, Speaker Pelosi, that was on the, the schedule. That was on the calendar. For total transparency, total accountability, all of the meetings and phone calls were there recorded. You can go back. It's a matter of public record. If you want to know what Secretary Mnuchin did on uh, and who he talked to on, say, December 12th, uh, 2019, you can go and look. It's a, a public record. And every single conversation and meeting and discussion and interview and testimony, everything is there. Well, this morning we learn that Gary Gensler, his public calendar has been wiped. It's been scrubbed of all meetings and conversations with, drumroll please, George Soros, Mrs. Clinton, and Mrs. Pelosi. Why are you hiding this stuff, Gary Gensler? Why? I think we know why. They get away with this. Mnuchin, Trump, etc. They could not sneeze without somebody saying, hey, um, his sneeze on September 14th of 2018 is not on the public calendar. Why? Can you explain that, Monica? Why? We're going to run a front page New York Times story on this if you don't. I'm like exaggerating, but not by much, guys. This is what it was like in the Trump administration. 
But here, Gary Gensler at the SEC is like hiding his conversations and meetings with Soros, Clinton, and Pelosi, and everybody's like, ho-hum, the left is always in a state of conspiracy, and corruption is almost always incestuous. Okay. A few weeks ago, this entire alleged criminal enterprise went bust, imploding in spectacular fashion, costing countless people their life savings, billions of dollars. We hear about the movie stars and the football players and everything losing millions, but they have millions more. There were regular people in this fund, in this FTX firm, who had invested, and they have lost everything. But instead of hanging his head in epic shame, showing remorse for his victims, who have lost everything, uh, and being hauled off to prison early to await trial... SBF was out there fluffing up that wild mane of hair of his and went on a media tour as if he were Beyonce with a new album. And he was received like Beyonce too. Everybody from anchors on CNBC to the New York Times Dealbook Conference to the Wall Street Journal treated him like some wayward teenager and made tons of excuses for him. At one point, the Wall Street Journal, the Wall Street Journal wrote a fluff piece about him, and Elon Musk tweeted, the Wall Street Journal giving foot massages to a criminal. I mean, Elon Musk is the only one with reality and common sense here. Living in the real world? I guess so. What is going on? Well, for starters, he was the right kind of criminal, right? He was a left-winger who believed in effective altruism. That's just a made-up BS term for earning as much money as possible in order to put it all to good causes so no one can accuse you of being a capitalist pig. God forbid you're in this for the money. Two days ago, it was reported in the American Financial Review that SBF and his inner circle had a chat group on the encryption app Signal. Okay, And they were communicating on Signal in the hopes that their text would never be found. But they were communicating in this uh, Signal chat group. And you know what they named the chat group? They called the group Wire Fraud. That's how brazen they were. That is how brazen they were. So he ran around spewing this woke nonsense and engaged in his monster fraud, all while buying off the regulators and donating massive funds to the Democrats and leftist causes, which bought him goodwill and time. When you do that, everybody looks the other way and they embrace you as their own. And they protect you when the crap inevitably hits the fan, as it always does when you're engaged in a massive fraud. He knew everything he was doing and saying was pure BS. He admitted that in text to a reporter just recently. He did the whole woke song and dance to protect himself and insulate his business. They all buy this crap, he said. He didn't believe the woke stuff he spewed, but he knew that his targets did. And that's all that mattered. He effectively weaponized woke against the wokesters, and they didn't even know it because they didn't want to see it. So SBF has been uh, the bell of the ball until two days ago when he was finally arrested in the Bahamas after the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York filed charges against him, including wire fraud, like the name of his chat group, conspiracy, 
uh, money laundering, securities fraud. There's a whole laundry list of charges here. But they conveniently arrested him just before he was set to testify remotely before the House Financial Services Committee yesterday. So he did not testify yesterday as scheduled. Isn't that convenient? Isn't that special? He will not go before Maxine Waters, who once blew him a kiss. It's on video. Look it up. Old Maxine literally blew him a kiss one day. Recently, corruption is almost always incestuous. The reason they arrested him before he could testify is to keep him quiet. That's it. They knew if he was hauled before House Financial Services that, you know, Maxine would give him a couple of softballs, but the Republicans like Lee Zeldin on that committee would come right for the jugular and they would get right to the crux of his political contributions to the Democrats and the whole incestuous, corrupt organization that he was running here in service of the Dems. So the Southern District of New York, the DOJ, they all in concert work together because, again, corruption is incestuous. They work together and they cut that off at the pass. There was no way they were going to allow him to testify. Uh Uh-uh. So they arrested him. And he's sitting in a Bahamian jail. The judge uh, stopped bail, etc., calling him a flight risk. Well, do he? And they're going to hold him until at least February 8th in the Bahamas, at which point he will probably be extradited to the United States. He will stand trial. But I guarantee you that the propaganda press will low-key all of this, just like they did with Ghislaine Maxwell, right? Like her, he might be convicted and go to prison for his crimes. Who knows? But because he was so important to the regime... He's not going to be covered like OJ. There's not going to be a Bronco chase with helicopters in the air. They're not going to be, they're going to be a couple of reporters, you know, business reporters at the courthouse while this is going down, but this is not going to be the trial of the century. It probably should be, but it won't. So the rock star crypto guy who claims he really didn't know what was going on at FTX, whoops, my bad, I effed up. He literally, he was going to say that yesterday. If he was called to testify and that went forward, literally his testimony, he was going to say to Maxine and Lee Zeldin and everybody else in Congress, he was going to say, I effed up. That was going to be his testimony. So he's out there claiming ignorance. He didn't know what was going on, but he's a celebrated big money donor to the Democrats. But now he's also run his course and he's outlived his usefulness to the revolutionaries. And now he will face the music, or at least some music, anyway. Isn't it amazing that guys like Jack Dorsey and Sam Bankman-Fried never seem to know what's going on in their own companies? Weird, right? When we come back, we're going to talk to the great Harmeet Dillon because we need leadership on the Republican side. She's running for RNC chair. We will talk to her. First, though, guys, I know how hard it can be to eat healthy every day and forget eating the doctor recommended six cups of fruit and six cups of veggies every day, which is why I take Field of Greens. We all need in these battles ahead, we all need to be healthy and fit and arrested. Field of Greens is such an important part of that. Field of Greens is powered with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics. 
This is what I need to stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast, tastes delicious, and if you're like me, you'll have more energy, you'll feel healthier, your skin will look healthier, and it can even help you lose weight. So join me and take Field of Greens too. To help you get started, I got you 15% off your very first order and another 10% off when you subscribe. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code MONICA. We'll be right back. Okay, we have a huge show underway right now. A little later in the show, I do want to get to the Twitter files and the latest on that. The dissenting doctors have been restored as of this morning. Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough, give them a follow. They were suspended for telling the truth about COVID and the vaccines and the masks and lockdowns and everything else. Musk has now restored them. Um, I do want to get into that too as well, the latest on COVID. And from the Twitter files, the dog that hasn't barked. This person made an appearance in the Twitter files over the weekend. Not a lot of attention on this person, but we're going to talk about this person coming straight up. Joining me right now, though, is a true legal and political superstar. Harmeet Dillon is the founder of the Dillon Law Group, which does extraordinary work on behalf of regular Americans who are having their rights from freedom of speech to freedom of religion to freedom of assembly just trampled by the regime. The Dillon Law Group does so much to restore their rights. She is also a national committee woman for the Republican National Committee for California, and she is currently running to be the chair of the Republican National Committee. And we need that change desperately. She joins me now. Harmeet, welcome. Thanks for having me, Monica. Well, good morning to you. I know you're on the West Coast, so very early for you, and we so appreciate you and your time. Can you tell us, Harmeet, about your decision to challenge the incumbent RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel? Why are you doing this? Well, I'm running for chair of the RNC because I think we need to really refocus the party and you know we haven't won for the last six years um you know our last midterm was i would say disappointing at best and i think that there are a lot of things that the rnc they're institutionally you know geared towards not winning and we have some you know consultants who are focused on uh you know their their funding and continuing that as opposed to focused on Winning. Um, we have messaging that isn't resonating with our base. We have mixed messages on what to do about early voting and uh, ballot harvesting, which I think we need to absolutely be engaging in aggressively in order to win elections. You know, there really needs to be a different approach as to the grassroots of the party. The RNC itself is very much a top-down institution. It's from the elite of the party, the power is concentrated at the top. And I think, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan and, you know, began the populist wave in the party and stay with the Donald Trump transformation of the party to much more of a, a blue-collar grassroots party. The party structure and leadership doesn't reflect all of that. So these are some of the things that I'd like to focus on. Yes. You know, Ronna McDaniel is a lovely person, but as you point out, Harmeet, her track record... Uh, particularly most recently, is one of unnecessary losses 
we need a change of leadership at the top if we're ever going to have a chance of winning again. It's just that straightforward. And it's unbelievable that she's standing for a fourth term. Before the break, we were talking, Parmeet, in a different context about the death of shame. (laughs) And I mean, if I had that kind of track record, I would not be standing for a fourth term. You know, both you and Lee Zeldin, who was thinking about running for this position, but ultimately decided against it, you both have exposed publicly what actually goes on at the RNC between the leadership, the RNC members, and the donors. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yes, I have pulled the lid off of, you know, kind of the, uh, some of the things that people know and don't necessarily uh, talk about. Look, what I've seen up close in the last few years is that, you know, we have a good track record of raising money, and that's really been transformed in part by the online fundraising and, you know, small dollar donors as a WinRed um, fundraising engine. At the same time, you have large donors to give, you know, big checks, and they have different priorities sometimes than the small dollar donors. But one thing is clear, all the donors to the party are hoping that the money that the party is focused on helping us elect Republicans to office and that the money is spent efficiently. And, you know, I'm concerned that what I'm seeing doesn't really reflect that. You know, some of our spending priorities at the RNC, the virtual lack of turnover in vendor relationships at the RNC, you know, for some time. I've called for a top-to-bottom review of contracts and consulting agreements uh, at the RNC to make sure that we have competitively bid agreements that we are selecting people based on pricing and also reviewing them based on results. A lot of consultants, you know, whether it be fundraising or otherwise, they get paid whether we succeed in elections or not. We have have consultants who do work for us and voter registration. You have consultants who do work for us and gathering signatures. You have consultants who do work in uh, voter contact during, let's say, the runoff election. And so, you know, all of these things add up to, it needs to be run like a business. You know, I'm a business person. I own a business. I founded a business. And I run a nonprofit as well. And the way that you shepherd other people's money is, uh, is, a, is a very important selling point in whether people should give you money. And I don't see a big emphasis on that. In fact, what I see is to the contrary. I, I don't want to get into details here, but, you know, one looks at the FEC reports, there's, there's a lot of stuff there that you could be doing better. Yes, the consultant class is the worst. And I love your idea of making it merit-based, which it should have been all along, but it hasn't because you're talking about the swamp. And it's just, it's all typical political back-scratching where, you know, and Lee has talked openly about this. This is what he found that, you know, Ronald McDaniel has spent the last three terms as chair doling out money and favors so that it all comes back to her when she is up for re-election. So basically, she's a lock forever. And that's why, you know, our hat is off to you, Harmeet, for taking on Rana, because, you know, Lee was running up against the same brick wall. And my question is, you know, how can we as Republicans attack and criticize Democrats on the left for engaging in this kind of political backscratching and so on when our system runs the same way? Well, exactly. I mean, you know, one of the things that Lee ran into and some other friends of mine have considered this is that they aren't members of the RNC. And, you know, there is something to that. 
um, while the rules permit a non-member to be elected, they are not, uh, you know, the last time we had a non-member was Michael Steele, and, you know, that was viewed as a disaster by a lot of members. So, so that's an unfair kind of barrier to entry, if you will, for some folks. But I don't face that because I've been a member of the RNC for six years. I represent California at the RNC. I'm a strong conservative. And I'm well known for my election litigation work nationally. And I have been, you know, kind of very vocal about some of these issues inside the building for some time. And now I'm, you know, kind of really campaigning on reform. And quite a few members are very interested in that. So... Yes, well, that's good. And that is a great point that you're already on the inside. So they already know you, you're a known quantity in there. So, you know, this is all of this, the way the system works, um, whether it's the regime or the RNC, this is exactly why people are fed up and exactly why we saw the rise of, um, you know, the ultimate outsider in Donald Trump and the rise of the populist America First movement, because people have just had enough. Can you talk to us a little bit about if you are elected RNC chair, what your priorities will be? Well, sure. Priority number one is electing Republicans. And I think that election litigation and, uh, you know, sort of legal reform is going to be a top priority there. I have been pushing for that for the six years I've been on the RNC. And, you know, I will say that we have improved that in the last two years, but we're way behind the eight ball compared to the Democrats. So that means raising money for leading the election litigation fight and really uh, making sure that we're on top of our game there. I've spoken to a lot of the top election officials uh, on the Republican side in the country, and they're very excited about this. I also want to reform, like I said, the way that the RNC's internal operations work, uh, fundraising, spending, bringing some business discipline to those. I want to move some of the RNC's operations outside of D.C. uh, into the heartland of the country, into places where, you know, Americans want to live and work. I think that'll allow us to tap into a bigger pool of talent. I think that's really important. I think that we have a lot of opportunity there. We need to bring some fresh energy into the party. Um, That would include, you know, again, going back to places where young people want to live and and so, you know, we have uh, allies include the Turning Point USA. There's just a huge, you know, energy among the youth in our party. And, you know, so many times, even in, in this race, I'm a mature adult, almost 30 years of practicing law. And I've had men tell me, you know, you need to wait your turn. And, you know, um, you're not quite ready yet. I mean, mm. you know, this patronizing attitude from people is quite silly and out of touch with how things stand today. And so I really want to involve more younger people in the party and their energy and their ideas for the future and hear them. And so, you know, the list goes on and on. I would like to have a standing election integrity committee at the party, a standing grassroots committee at the party. These are some things that members have called for and Rana has refused to do. And, um, you know, finally, the members of the 168 are also kind of marginalized the way the party runs now. It's very much top-down. Power is concentrated in a handful of people. There's no need for that. I mean, each of us is a talented person in our own state party, and we have a lot of, uh, of things going for us. And so I'd really love to involve substantively people in their expertise to be running this party. We have no room to be leaving talent on the table right now. Three successive general election losses means we have to really 
re-examine how we're doing things. Yes, and I love your idea of moving it out of Washington, D.C. No wonder the empire is striking back against you, Harmeet, because they will do everything to keep power concentrated in the swamp. And I also love your idea about attracting and keeping real talent. I know that you have said that one of your very first hires as RNC chair will be the incredible activist Scott Pressler who has been on my podcast, he is just doing such important hard work in terms of uh, registering new Republican voters, but also now getting us up to speed on ballot harvesting and curing, mail-in voting, early voting, all of the things that we need to do and should have been doing two years ago to catch up. So you will hire Scott among many others, right? Oh, yeah, he's going to be higher number one, and I think he's really great. And I've been reaching out to him for years as soon as he came on the scene, trying to get him involved here. I've mentioned it to our leadership at the RNC uh, and our state party in California. And, you know, I think it's great. So um, I'm really looking forward to hopefully achieving my goal here. Uh, We are getting momentum. We're really picking up speed. It's been pretty exciting. Every day we make progress. And uh, we have, uh, you know, sort of a lot of plans to make our party great again, so to speak. Well, under your leadership, Harmi, we could certainly get this done and be in a great position for 2024. But we've got to start now, like we've got to start yesterday. What are you hearing from the voting members of the RNC? Are they encouraging? Well, yeah, I mean, for one thing, it is, like I said, a top-down organization. And a lot of what I'm hearing is really backward-looking. Like, the most common refrain is, Rana has been good to our fill-in-the-blank state, territory, what have you, which means usually funding assistance in the past. And the way I look at it is, that's actually the job of the RNC chair. So, of course, I would be doing the same thing. But more importantly, what's the vision? How many elections have you won? What's your plan for the future? And how is the party helping you stand on your own two feet, develop, grow, be more appealing in your own state or territory? And, um, you know, how do we get to the next level? You know, funding assistance is one of many things that is the party's job or the party's potential. And so, you know, I'm one by one. What we're hearing is overwhelmingly at the grassroots level of the party. There's been tremendous support for what I stand for and what I promise. And that is beginning to turn the tide for many members. Oh, that's so great. And I also saw on social media, there are state organizations, too, that are backing you. I think Texas and Arizona, is that right? Texas, Arizona, the Tennessee GOP has demanded a change. A Nebraska chair rescinded his endorsement of Rana yesterday publicly, saying that the grassroots of his party are overwhelming him and really giving him a different perspective. And he is asking that the state executive committee of Nebraska you know, take a vote and make a decision on this issue. Terrific. Well, it really sounds like the momentum is behind you. And I got to tell you, and Harmeet, you know this, it's clear that the base, the Republican base is so far past all of this. The Republican establishment wants to go back to the corrupt status quo of 1987 or 2015 pre-Trump, but there is no going back for the base. And we are really pissed that we are losing unnecessarily um, in these elections. So nothing changes unless something changes. And right now, the only thing that we really have control over as the Republican voting base is the RNC chair position. We had no control over McConnell getting back into power. Uh, Kevin McCarthy 
McCarthy might be elected speaker. We have no control over those positions, but the RNC is where the grassroots really should have a voice. And we're pissed and we want you. And so Harmeet, listen, our hat is off to you. You go get him. We're behind you 100%. Let's go. Harmeet Dillon, follow her on social media. She is at P-N-J-A-B-A-N. Again, P-N-J-A-B-A-N. Follow her, support her however you can. Harmeet, thank you so much for joining me today. We're looking forward to calling you RNC chair come early January. Well, thank you so much for having me, Monica. Have a great day. You bet. You bet. You too. Harmeet Dillon, the founder of the Dillon Law Group, National Committee Woman for the Republican National Committee for California. So pray for her. She's in California like I'm sitting here in New York. She is running for chair of the RNC. So again, support her however you can. All right, we've got your emails coming up. But first, guys, listen up. It's time to make your health great again as we get closer and closer to the new year. For anybody looking to ignite their fat-burning metabolism, and in the holiday season, isn't that all of us? Boost our energy, transform how we look and feel. We've got to start by taking care of our liver. After decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and become sluggish. This is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there's a simple, all-natural solution that I recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps to restore your liver's detox abilities, boost your energy levels, and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. Liver Health Formula is backed by the latest science and approved by American doctors. And every bottle is manufactured right here in the USA. Right now, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain with four times better absorption thanks to this special nano-delivery system. You're also getting four free ebooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. So go to getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call toll free at 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call 800 800- 282-1757. You're covered by their 365-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to risk, but supplies are limited. So head on over to getliverhelp.com slash Monica, or call them toll-free at 800-282-1757 right now to order liver health formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call 800-282-1757. We'll be right back. Okay, guys, time now for the midweek email bag. Send me an email to Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Well, DJ writes in with a very kind note. 
If you're kind, you probably up your odds of getting your email read on this show. I'm just saying, flattery will get you everywhere. DJ writes, Dear Monica, Friday's show last week was an extra special treat. I feel that Lee Zeldin represents the future of conservatism and the Republican Party. He walks the walk and talks the talk. Much preferable to the traitor Mike Pence and his ilk. He has both the energy and the conviction to bring about the positive change so welcome in the political landscape. Your podcast is always exceptional, but this was a nice way to end up a very strange week. What with cinema's defection, the Twitter can of worms, and the enigmatic trading of a pothead basketball bouncer for a world-class terrorist. Well done, Monica. Well, what a sweet note. Thank you so much, DJ. Very happy that you were enjoying this show so much and very glad to have you on board. As for Lee Zeldin, he has decided not to seek the chairmanship of the RNC, but he will do something important and needed for the cause. So stay tuned on that. In the meantime, we just spoke with the great Harmy Dillon, who is super engaged in these fights and will make an exceptional RNC chair. We just need to do whatever it takes to get her there. And the process is so messed up. It's so messed up. When I say that corruption is almost always incestuous, I'm talking about the GOP establishment too. It's not just on the left. This is like so deeply entrenched everywhere. So we all need to support Harmeet and do whatever it takes to get her in there. It's so true that once you get into these positions or these offices, it's almost impossible to dislodge these people. There's something really to be said about the power of incumbency, right? It's just these organizations all need big time reform. Harmeet will do that. But in a way, you know, you have to get the reform to get the reformer in. So it's like a vicious cycle of chicken and egg. And, you know, in order to get the reform, you got to get the reformer in, but the reformer can't get in because the corruption is is so deep or the way things are so deeply entrenched. You know, Ronna McDaniel has spent years, years, you know, just doling out money and favors. So obviously these people don't want to diss her because they owe her. And I think, you know, obviously a lot of this is political back scratching and nobody's naive about how the world works, but the country is hanging by a thread. And right now, you know, you got two forces that can turn it around. You got the Republican Party, God help us, but you need real reformers in there in order to effectuate the reform. And you've got Elon Musk, who's blowing the lid off of all of the corruption, So unless you have a real disruptor, like a Musk or a Trump, who just comes in like a bull in a china shop, just blowing the windows and doors off of everything, and in many ways are untouchable, I mean, they've spent seven years and continue to try to destroy Trump uh, for doing this, and they're going after Elon Musk and his businesses too. But in many ways, those two guys are relatively untouchable. They're throwing the kitchen sink at both of them to stop them. But unless you have someone of that stature, you can't really effectuate the change we need. So, you know, Harmeet, God love her, and we all have to support her, but it is a vicious chicken and egg problem. How do you get the reformer in? You need reforms in order to do that. 
but the reforms can't happen unless the reformer is there. It's a vicious circle. And that's why this country is being driven into the ground among many reasons, right? All of these organizations need big time reform, not just the RNC, but DOJ, FBI, IRS. I mean, every part of the federal government basically needs to be raised to the ground, But in order to do that, you need someone of stature, someone who's untouchable, a disruptor who is fearless and unafraid. And that is a very difficult proposition. So to the extent that we have some control, like we didn't have any control over Mitch McConnell getting back into the Senate leadership and the the House Speaker race is like a hot mess as well. But we do have some authority and some influence over this RNC race. So, you know, let the RNC know that we believe that we do need change. If you reach out to any of the 168 RNC voting members, and you can go to the RNC website and find out who they are, etc. If you want to reach out to them, that is fine and let them know in a very polite and civil way. Be kind. A lot of these people are volunteers, as Harmeet points out, and, you know, they have their heart in the right place. It's just they feel like they owe Rana because Rana has been very good to them. And that's just how the world works. So if you want to reach out to them and let them know that you believe the RNC needs change, do it in a polite, civil way. And let your voice be heard. And they will respond to that. They will listen and they will respond. So if you want to send them emails or give them a ring or something, that's fine. Just do it in a very nice, civilized, polite way. Because really, that's the only office that right now we have any control over. Okay? So let's hope and pray that we get this change at the RNC because at least that will indicate that we, at least at the RNC level, that we're moving in the right direction. And then we can focus on candidates going forward in 24 and all of the necessary reforms to win early voting, mass mail in uh, balloting, uh, ballot harvesting, ballot curing, all the stuff that we talk about that the left has now mastered. By the way, the left is probably beyond that by now. They're probably cooking up ways to rig 24 that we haven't even thought of. But we're going to stay on top of it because this is what we do on the Monica Crowley Show. Okay? All right, guys. I want to thank you so much for being here on this Wednesday. Thank you for joining me and for checking out all of our great sponsors. Thank you for sending me these emails, which I love to read on the air. Have a great rest of your week. And then when we come back on Friday, we're going to have another huge show We're just blowing the doors off of everything that we're learning about the truth here. COVID, Twitter, big tech, actual collusion. So stay tuned for that. Have a great rest of your week. I'll see you right back here on Friday. 